I'm worried about what's going on with you over there in Vienna. I don't. Hopefully, hopefully you're doing well. Um, wow, I I didn't see that one coming. Uh, I I do consider that a bit of a zag. Hello and welcome to At the 55, your home for OUA football. The playoffs are here, Nate. We are ready to queue up the first round of action in the OUA playoffs. Uh, we've just gone over everything that happened this season, all the matchups, and it's so hard to make heads or tails of what we know, what we don't know. Any just preliminary thoughts before we jump into these matchups and let the people know where we are leaning in these games? Uh, speak for yourself, Zach. I know. I know what's what, okay? Well, your record in picking games would prove that to be true, and mine would prove not so hot on my account. Um, so let's just uh, let's put all that to bed, and we'll get into the action here. We'll start with the uh, East matchups first, starting with the Queens Golden Gales hosting the Carlton Ravens. Uh, this is a third matchup of these two teams that we saw just going back real quick we saw this week one queens picking up the victory at carlton 18 to 6 and uh you know that was the taron de jong led carlton ravens and then when we saw these teams match up again a few weeks later no de jong and in queens it uh, went a little different in case you forgot 45 to nothing for your Queen's Golden Gales. And uh, here we are with Queen's not only coming off the 6-0 and record, but, you know, it, it, it's kind of funny to think that obviously they know whoever put together the schedule couldn't have an- anticipated this or maybe they have their own little crystal ball and they saw this. But it's funny that Queen's is the only undefeated team and in a way they did get a bye week going into the playoffs. So <laughs> you have the last time, uh, you know, we was or sorry, I guess Queens. Their last game was against Ottawa. So, anyways, I say all that to say, uh, we've seen Queens beat this team twice in a much worse fashion the second time around than we saw the first time. The second time was not only in Kingston, but it was out Tanner Young, and both those circumstances are remaining the same for this matchup. Uh, do you have, to put it bluntly, any reason to think that the Carlton Ravens can walk out of Richardson Stadium with a victory? Uh, I mean, the only thing would be rust, um, but that I think is a very, uh, you know, poor excuse on its own, um, because I mean, I think you look at this objectively, it's a terrible matchup for Carlton, um, a team that's only hope, I guess, is is sort of running the ball and uh, being smart with the ball in the passing game. Um, but you look at this Queens defense who um, has been <laughs> very strong against the run um, and has generated a lot of turnovers during the year. Uh, so it's not looking good um, for Carlton. You know, for me, I think this is pre- this one's pretty straightforward. Um, I think it's Queens. They're at home. It's probably by a lot. Yeah, I I'm right there with you as well. Sure, maybe Russ can play into a factor, I guess. But I mean. You know, this is also a Queens team that, uh, as far as average penalty yards per game, is least in this in the conference, and uh, you know it's kind of in part and parcel with just how they played this year, which is kind of very buttoned up. They take care of business, um, a really well-rounded team, and uh, yeah, I think it's it's Queens all the way in this one. I mean, I guess the only thing you could maybe make a case for um, is just you know, I guess Keenan's first playoff. Uh, experience here but 
then you can say the exact same thing for a number of guys on the Carlton side of the ball. So uh, yeah, we're both leaning towards the Queens Golden Gales in their first round matchup. We'll, we'll we'll put that one to rest. Slide over to the second East playoff matchup. We have a Week One rematch um, in both team and in uh, in location where the Ottawa GGs are going on the road to take on the UFT Blues. Uh, UFT took that one 11 to 10 uh, at Varsity Stadium, as we were mentioning. And, you know, we talked about this a little bit in the week seven review podcast that uh, it, it, it certainly looks like from if you just compare from that point forward that Ottawa uh Ottawa has 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 done nothing but improve from that point forward, and frankly, you know, I I, I think I, I don't think many of us thought that those eleven points that U of T scored was indicative of what their season was going to be. But just looking at it really quickly, their next game was against Queens. They also only put up eleven points. Then they scored twenty four against Carlton. They beat put up twenty five on York. Does that really mean anything in that first matchup battle of Battle of Toronto? They get shut out at Guelph, and then they put up 41 against Toronto last week. Pardon me, against York last week. But as we talked about, they actually got outperformed on offense. Most of those points coming on special teams. So as much as we have all the love in the world for Clay and the Bird Gang, as we said, I think this is the story of one team just got better as the year went along, and one team, frankly, was who we saw in week one. Um, what are your thoughts for this matchup? I mean, sure, you could say Ottawa's been treading up, um, especially the last couple of weeks, um, obviously playing a closer game um, against Queens and then obviously looking pretty good against Carlton. But let's not forget, you know, uh, that game against York, um, which they easily could have lost at home. And I think that's something that sticks out for me in my head. Um, you know, on that final drive, they had an interception uh, go right through a York defender's hands um, and they eventually went on the score. So obviously um, to win the game, that one worries me a little bit for them. Um, you know, definitely train the right direction. I like the way that running game has been playing, um, especially, you know, that's not necessarily U of T strength um, run defense. A lot of things, a lot of things are pointing towards Ottawa here. Do I feel um, a zag? For- is, is there a zag coming? But, <laughs> but it's in Toronto. It's in Toronto. It's momentous occasion for the Blues. Oh. And there still are question marks with this Ottawa ball club. What? It's the first time in 26 years. I wasn't alive Same. the last time. I want to be alive for this U of T playoff win. Give me the Blues at home. Oh, my goodness. I was... <laughs> I'm a little concerned about you saying you want to be alive for this... <laughs> This UFT playoff win. I, you know, I'm worried about what's going on with you over there in Vienna. I don't. Hopefully, hopefully you're doing well. Um, wow, I I didn't see that one coming. Uh, I I do consider that a bit of a zag. I uh, I firmly, I firmly believe this Ottawa team, home or away, is better than UFT. And um, and yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take them on the road on on, on this occasion. Um, you know, we saw this um. When was this matchup last? Uh, uh, we talked, yeah, that eleven to ten game. I mean, I, Ben Miracle to me has been, you know, like I said, aside from just the names that if you were to do a QB draft in this league, the obvious names at the top that you know we kind of did our tiers thing uh, a little earlier. Um, you know, we know who the go to names are, but Ben Miracle, I think, when we talk about 
rising stock is just uh, been growing uh, exponentially all year. I guess I did forget to get into our stock watch, so maybe we'll uh, throw it, we'll throw that on at the end. I guess a little, a little bit there, but okay, I like it. So that's our that's our round one East picks. Um, well, and, yeah. and Zach, you yeah. know, going. I just want everyone to know I live by uh, you know the Kyle Shanahan way of thinking. I know we we all remember his quote back in training camp about Jimmy Garoppolo in the starting job. And it was, I don't know if anyone's going to be alive on Saturday, let alone who's going to be starting quarterback. And, you know, that's, that's what I live by. (laughs) Who knows who's going to be alive on Saturday, but I hope I am. Fair enough. Well, uh, I'm happy we got a little diversity in the pick because uh, I know making our way over to the West playoffs, at least for one of those games, I know that we will be in concert with. So let's take a look at our OUA West playoffs. We have, first off, the Western Mustangs hosting the Waterloo Warriors. In case you forgot, this is a rematch from a few weeks back where Western rolled into and over Waterloo to the tune of 48-13. to You know, if you told me going into this year that we were going to get Western Waterloo in the playoffs... I'd say A, I'm not surprised, and I'd say B, bring it on. Like I this is the, you know, the 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 hill that the Trey Ford Warriors need to, you know, fully climb over to just plant their flag on on this era of of warrior football. Um but we have, you know, despite resurrecting the Warriors from seemingly from the the grave uh, after that Mustang game given their win against Laurier uh, I, I won't I won't mince words in saying that this is to me this is Mustangs at home against the Warriors do you, how do you see this one playing out yeah I mean you look at the past few weeks for Western <laughs> these are games that have been over in the first quarter yeah um, so you know they could run the ball they could throw the ball they play good defense. Uh, you know, the only sort of hope that I see for Waterloo is you got to get on top early. You got to win that coin toss. You got to choose to receive the ball and you have to uh, score every chance, every drive you get. Because uh, that Western offense is, it's a wagon. Um, given, you know, that would be the formula, but that by no means is what I see happening. Um, you know, they rolled over them in Waterloo. They're at home this time. Uh, I've said it a few times over the year that certain things just don't look right to me. Um, <laughs> Waterloo knocking off Western in London. Um, it just it wouldn't it wouldn't feel right. It would feel like I wasn't alive or something, Zach. It was. I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. So I like you. I'm going with Western in this one. Yeah, and, and you know, we we talked about Queens uh, earlier this year in terms of uh, they had kind of reached that status of. I think it was following the win against Ottawa where, as we've mentioned following that game and a few times after where, you know, Ottawa put up a a good battle against them, but they just shot themselves in the foot too many times to expect to win against a team as well oiled as Queens was and sort of putting Queens in that uh, strata of a team where if you're going to have a chance to beat them, you certainly can't do anything to beat yourself. And, um, well, the team we, of course, compared them to in making that statement is the Western Mustangs where... Yeah, if you're going to have any chance at beating them, let alone beating them in their own barn, uh, you, you're you not going to be able to shoot yourself in the foot. And you're totally right. They would have to come out roaring on top um, or from the get-go. And, um, well, you know, here's knocking on where some wood around. It's, it's, 
I don't know if that's real wood, but knocking on wood that we that the Warriors can at least make it competitive. Because um, uh, I know I'll, I, I I expect to be there in the stand, so I hope to I hope to be entertained. You know, so I mean maybe just seeing Western do what Western and, does, that'll probably entertain. And don't forget. Right. And don't forget the last time we were this high on Western, uh, they probably lost to Guelph the following week. So uh, you never know. Ooh, okay, okay, all right, all right. I can smell the zag cooking there, but no, we're both going with Western in this matchup. Uh, last playoff game in the first round, we have the Guelph Griffins on the road to take on the uh, Wilfred Laurier Golden Hawks. This is the only playoff matchup that uh, did a bit of quick digging that the last time we played or that we saw this matchup between these two teams was September 29th, 2018, where Guelph on the road, albeit, took out uh, Laurier to the tune of 27 to 24. The starting quarterbacks in that game were Theo Landers for Guelph, Tristan Arndt for Laurier. Juwan Jeffrey was still in the backfield for Guelph at the time, the leading rusher for them. Um, but for the Golden Hawks, they were uh, handing the ball off to uh, some guy named Lavondre Gordon. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. I guess he's probably had a decent time for him. Uh, the leading receivers, um, who are the uh, Kean Schaefer Baker for Guelph, Curly Gittins Jr. I don't know. Have you ever heard of these guys? Uh, do these ring any bells for you? Uh, it wasn't Saxon Lindsay and Dylan Campbell. Or- <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we're naming off uh, as far as the receivers go there, especially in Mr. Lavondre Gordon. Some incredible talent we've seen um, from these two programs over the years, but. Uh, Obviously, that game has, I can't imagine, any bearing on what we expect from this matchup. Um, Just real quick, uh, we kind of talked about in the review pod from Week 7, a lot of people, myself included, thought that with how the season and the tie breaks were going to work out, that this was actually going to be um, Guelph getting a home game in the first round. And actually, I thought they were going to be hosting Waterloo in the first round, a team that they had already beaten, of course. and we've talked about how Guelph has been a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde at home and on the road. Their 3-3 and record reflects perfectly them going undefeated at home and not picking up a win on the road. We talked about how in that Mac loss that we did see a bit of sign of life from the offense, which has been um, had been in, uh, unable to sort of get any juice going for them, uh, particularly on the road. How does that all factor into what you see happening in this game? Yeah, two two very closely matched teams, um, very similar in kind of, I don't know if you want to say that style of play or how they're constructed. Obviously, two very good defenses, uh, offenses that have struggled um, at times. And, you know, Laurier only having three games, not even, you know, two and a quarter with their starting quarterback. I mean, um, you can kind of understand why that is. Guelph, obviously, you know, a bit of a quarterback carousel through the year. Um, but for me, I think... You know, I've just seen a, a bit better stuff from Guelph. Um, obviously, you know, people kind of know me as sort of a Guelph doubter. Um, but I'm a larger Laurier doubter. One might call <laughs> me a Laurier hater, Zach. <laughs> and that's fair because I don't think I beat might, them once. So I have good reason be? to hate them. <laughs> who might that one be? <laughs> I'm sorry to cut you off there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, for me, it's. It's, you know, that's the difference for me is I've kind of seen more problems from that Guelph offense. Obviously, Clark Barnes, Keandre Smith, um, you know, Laurier obviously having a couple weapons of their own, but not as explosive for me. 
Um, this game's in Laurier. Guelph has gone 0-3 on the road. But to me, you know what that means, Zach? They're, They're due. due. There you go. They're due. So I'm going with Guelph. So I'm going with Guelph on the road in this one. Well, you know, I, uh, I, it, it, it hurts my heart. And I guess, what did you call it? The emotional hedge. Uh, when I, I, uh, I picked Western in the Guelph, uh, Western matchup from week two and, and, uh, Guelph ended up taking that one at home where I kind of, I won on either side of that equation. So maybe there's a little bit of that at play right here, but you know, as we talked about that Laurier Waterloo matchup, you know, obviously not too much to get overly excited about for the Laurier offense, save for that first possession or so. Um, but really that outcome was decided by some, you know, special teams bounces late in the game and a few really explosive plays by Waterloo. And I'll reiterate the point I made about Laurier that I felt in that game, which was that, um, yeah, the defense let them down a little bit because for most teams, it might be unfair to say, hey, uh, you know, <laughs> is it fair to expect turnovers for this Laurier defense? I expect turnovers. They did not do that. And, um, you know, we've obviously seen, as I said, this this Jekyll and Hyde a bit of Guelph home and on the road. And um, I think if Laurier can do what I think that they uh, well, as we've seen them do all year and get some turnovers to put that offense in a situation to, you know, not have to expect them to be driving the full length of the field or things like that. Give them shorter fields. Um, I think Laurier can. And for the pick, I say they will take this one at home, knocking off. To drive the home point, the, the point home again, my Guelph Griffins um, in this first round matchup. Um, just, just real quick, uh, as I, I'm kind of having a bit of fun going through this old box score, just you know, seeing some other names. Tommy Bringy was actually the leading tackler for Laurier in that game as well, with seven tacklers, tackles, and a sack. Uh, also seeing Christian Hutter Coppin in that game as well, Will Amoa in that one, Romy Simpson, Cavante Bailey. So actually, a, a number of guys, you know, uh, Ante Aguavano was playing in that one, and we actually saw uh, Mr. You know, you talk about the uh, the quarterback carousel. At, uh, for Guelph, uh, but Mr. Connor Caracella was actually got a, a few reps at uh, in court, at quarterback for himself, and God dang it, like no wonder he did. I'm looking at Tristan Arndt's box score: 163 yards, no touchdowns, six interceptions. Ugh, I think I remember talking about that game with Eddie Meredith back in the day. But uh, anyways, enough talking about games from three years ago. You're liking Guelph on the road in this one. I'm taking Laurier at home. So just to reiterate the picks, we're both taking Queens over Carlton in Kingston in their matchup. You're liking Toronto at home against the GGs. I'm taking Ottawa on the road, going to pick up that win at Varsity Stadium. We both like Western at home in London against the Waterloo Warriors, and we are split in this matchup as well. Nate, you're taking Guelph on the road. I'm taking Laurier at home. Um bit off the normal schedule my apologies for uh getting i was just so excited to talk about these playoff matchups that i forgot to check in on the old stock portfolio um bit of a funny yeah, i mean it's thing a bit tricky where i think i would say not good the team you, you know regardless of individual had regardless of individual i had invested uh, performances, in going into last you know, week yet my always external is in the market forces not do you want to kind of comment on how your portfolio is doing um, you know, there Nate? speculating um, so, you know, I'll give you the credit there, Zach, you know, regardless of the loss, Lori ends up with a home playoff <laughs> game. Uh, that's a stock going up for me. Uh, whereas Guelph, you know, uh, sorry, Max, sorry. Um, going from Yates cup champions, 
um, to uh, golfing during the playoffs. Uh, well, maybe not golfing. Maybe uh, maybe they'll go for a skate or something, Zach, uh, with the girlfriends, you know, be, be get a little romance back in their lives. Um, but, yeah, I would say, Mac, definitely uh, stock down. <laughs> well you know it's playoffs and you know i kind of went bold last week well do you want to go bold again do you do you feel like uh, Uh, i gotta take a shot at a a little bit like any any particular players you want to i'm gonna short make an investment in as we go into the city of waterloo here i you know i watching that game last week i didn't love either team and i don't really love their matchups this week um you know for me obviously we know my picks already at this point um i see both of them going down so the city of waterloo for me uh i'm gonna short that one what about you <laughs> well, I, I guess as you said, whatever the value of the Laurier stock is, I might as well hang on to it for right now since A, they're in the playoffs and B, I'm picking them to get the win anyways. To to uh to quote you from a week ago, I mean I made the pick. I'm not gonna go against my stock. <laughs> um, but I guess with you shorting that stock that uh one way or the other, there's money going to be going you know, imaginary money, of course, snow and panics, dad, don't worry, uh, uh, g- going from one of our pockets into the others based on the outcome of this game. Um, but yeah, that's, so that's our first round matchups there. I mean, obviously different from years past where we don't have, uh, top teams on, on bye weeks. It's just right into the action. I mean, I guess it's a, it's a shortened season already. So these teams have been playing less football. Like does, I mean, does that good? I mean, I'm definitely have any reservation about like would have an eye any on like Western wonky kind of outcomes where you know sort of past what we've a, a seen Western the past, I mean as but, we kind of said Queens uh, kind of did get their first round by I feel like I feel like we've got do you see that impacting that stuff, this at right? all or I mean right Yeah, yeah, let's, well, hey man, if you're making a prediction about it, people can sleep soundly at night, feeling confident, you know, following your lead. If you're listening to anything I'm saying, um, you know, take it with some salt, uh, is what I'll say there. But, uh, hey, um, strange things have been known to happen in the OUA and in the OUA playoffs, especially to say the least. So, um, this will be, this will be exciting to see how these games play out. And, um, on the, on the road to the, the Yates cup that will get the West winner, we'll get the East winner and they will duke it out. So, you know, that'll wrap it up for us, uh, keeping it nice and short, uh, on this one, as always, Follow on social media. Uh, like I said, I'm expecting to be at that Western um, Waterloo game. So come say what's up if you see us there. See me there, I should say. Uh, if you're not, if you're not attending any of the games, if you can't watch it live, you got to be following us on social media. We're live tweeting out these matchups, um, keeping you updated on everything going on there. Instagram, obviously, we 
do all the odds and the spreads and players of the week. So make sure you're following us there at the 55 podcast. That is the name. That is how you find us on all social media platforms and the website. As we say every week at the 55.ca, check out the blogs, check out the store, buy some merch, support the brand, support Stella's place. Um, that's, that's what it's all about. So, uh, we are now, I guess, one, two, three weeks away, two weeks away. I don't know. Matt's not my strong suit. We are darn near close to this Yates Cup, and it is just so exciting. But we will take it one step at a time, and we'll be talking to you on Sunday about all these games. So we'll talk to you then at the 55.